Welcome to Hattrick City on WXCI 91.7, Danbury's only all-hockey radio show. Uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. You want me to dummy you again? Hattricks, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Kick, as always, joined by the one and only DJ Uncle Matt here in the WXCI studios. Uh, we got a lot of hockey going on. Uh, you know, we got the NHL playoffs. A few games just happened last night. Uh, the Leafs were able to stay alive in their series, being down 3-0 going into it. They were able to take down Florida 2-1 in regulation, making it a 3-1 series overall. So they'll head back to Toronto for Game 5 on Friday. As well as, oh my God, why am I blanking? Edmonton now? and Las Vegas. There you go. Edmonton and Las Vegas. Um, we'll play at 10 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. and Also in game five. Yes. And Edmonton was able to win that game as well to tie up the series. Now it's tied two to two. So that series can really go anyway. You know, based off of how those teams have both been playing, it's been kind of a back and forth series. So really, I feel like it's going to go all the way to seven. Um, but with Toronto, that, that can end in the second, though. I don't know. Yeah, I think that we've seen, you know, contrary to some of the comments that I've made on this show, there's nothing like the NHL playoffs. And, uh, you know, I was texting Billy McCreary last night uh, just during the uh, the Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers game just because, you know, there were some big hits in that game. And, you know, it's a, it's a time of the year when you're almost guaranteed entertaining hockey down 3 uh Toronto came back. And uh, took a game from the uh, from the Panthers, and it, it, again, it's just an entertaining time of the year. They even on shots at twenty five apiece in that game. Uh, it's a two one game. Uh, the battle is there, and if you like uh, passion and you like uh, kind of the 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 work rate and the the intensity that goes into hockey, uh, you know this is this is a this is the season of you know. This is the season of of all time hockey and, and real hockey in the NHL. So, it's great to see the Devils go further than they've been in a while, and it's great to see the Maple Leafs go further than they went in a while. Um, I think the thing about it is, is when those fan bases, those fan bases get ignited, uh, the NHL is really special. Nothing to knock, uh, you know, the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers have a great fan base now. I mean, I, I've been to – I was at Florida Panthers games 10, 12 years ago, maybe a little more than that, where we're talking crickets, where, you know, you could you could scream and talk to a person uh, on the other side of the ice. And now it's just not the case. They're in the playoffs. They're competitive. I actually went to the very last meeting, I think, of the – one of the last meetings of the Florida Panthers and the Atlanta tr- – Thrashers, not the trashers of Danbury, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Thrashers, and then the very next season, I saw the Florida Panthers play the Winnipeg Jets. So all the same guys, just different uniforms. Yeah. Uh, for for the Winnipeg Jets, former Atlanta Thrashers franchise, and there's some rumblings that Atlanta may get hockey again. It's a very low whisper right now, uh, but sometimes low whispers like that. Uh, come true um but then it's also really cool to see the devils 
kind of get back to the playoffs and winning ways like they were. They're a great organization. You know, I grew up mostly an Islander fan. You know, I kind of cheered for the Devils at first when they were kind of in the, the Stanley Cup run early in the 90s. I just kind of learning about hockey. But I could tell you that um, that's a fan base. Uh, it's it's a it's a fun state where people care about sports, and I actually think that if they can sustain this level of success, continued runs in the playoffs, and even deeper, uh, you know the the Devils can really have that feeling again of like a Pittsburgh Penguins type of a close knit, um, you know. Kind of in Pittsburgh, there's really no competition for winter sports uh, outside of the NFL. There's no NBA. So kind of similar to, um, you know, similar as the New Jersey Devils. It's really New Jersey's only professional team that represents New Jersey. It's not uh, It's not a New York-named football team, and it's not uh, the Red Bulls, who also carry New York name playing in New Jersey. So I just think that the idea, you know, if the Devils can sustain this success uh, over the next couple of years, you're going to see a strong fan base there. It's going to be a fun place to go to games again. So I'm looking forward to seeing this out. I think it's really fun to kind of be in the NHL playoffs and have the chance to kind of travel a little bit with the Hattricks players and coaches like Pat and I have over the last couple of weeks and months, really, because... uh, you know, uh, up in Elmira and, uh, you know, on the road in Binghamton, we, um, and, and even in Carolina, you know, uh, those nighttime periods when the games are on and, and there's nothing going on for the hat tricks. Yeah. Everybody's either huddled around Billy McCreary's laptop or, or we find some place to watch or the coaching staff. Sometimes we find a, a restaurant or a sports bar, uh, to take in those games. So it's extra fun really to watch it with these hockey crazy guys and and to watch nosy and billy get so worked up over the maple leafs and kind of the watching them in sync shaking their heads or you know putting their hands over their eyes uh over what toronto's doing it's pretty entertaining so thanks nosy and uh billy for for all of that and you know while we're on the topic of you know these road trips we've been taking and such um we got to talk about this Carolina situation because we we went down there. Um, I myself had you know Matt and I split. We had you know four different barbecue experiences total. I, I actually had five. I was oh you had five. Okay, you went to an extra place. I didn't know about that. <laughs> so I, I went to three places. He went to five. So he got two extra on me. But at the same time, the the food that we've had on these road trips has been getting progressively better but i will say though when you have a place like binghamton in comparison last week right it's just no there's just no comparison there really like, we were excited about eating the chicken speedies in the binghamton area which were so highly recommended not only by uh just you know people who knew we were traveling to the region and are from there but also the black bears fans uh, if there's any of them that we really care about uh yeah we we got recommended to try chicken speedies and i could tell you i mean it was like eating a cold hot dog compared to just the excellent uh plates of barbecue that we had in north carolina and i and i want to make the point that these weren't um 
these weren't necessarily like you know these fancy schmancy barbecues like there are up here where they're trying to charge you thirty five dollars a plate. No, no, they were like the most simple places in the best way possible. I mean, literally the first place you went to was like on a strip mall. I went to five places and the most expensive barbecue I think, and I think I think it was twenty one bucks with the drink and everything, whatever it was, uh, you know, soda or whatever it was. I think it was the most expensive, and I think the cheapest was like nineteen dollars flat or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat it uh, for this type of just meticulously prepared food. I mean, you know, some of the best ribs I ever had in my life. The brisket was unbelievable. Um, Billy did end up getting a bad plate at the place that Frankie McClendon uh, recommended, but uh, what kind of saved it um, was that. I got there a little late, and when my plate came out, everything was great. Uh, it was a little bit of mac and cheese with a little kick to Ooh. it, and uh, there was a really nice plate of brisket there, and I believe that place was called... What, Little Richard's, right? Little Richard's, that's right, yeah, Little Richard's Barbecue. And then the next day, we went to that Camel City. Camel City. was unbelievable. That was really good. Um yeah, like there's just no comparison. Like if you go down there, uh, this is this is for this is for anybody that that makes it down there. If you go down there to a Carolina game, and I think it's great. It's probably a nice place to visit in the middle of the winter, uh, if that's the case next season, where where uh, you know you might be able to catch Wake Forest, uh, you know Wake Forest sports, maybe a basketball game or something. But uh, the barbecue was just. Second to none that I've had. Uh, I mean, I really did enjoy the barbecue I had in 2020 in St. Louis during the NHL All Star Game, but this was just this was just on a whole other rung of of just kind of local flavor and preparedness. The last place we went was actually recommended by the lady who worked the overnight shift at the hotel we were staying at it was called the real q or real q yeah it's real q they do like lexington style you know chop barbecue chop barbecue over the pit um i would i'll have to say that was a pretty interesting spot out of the three that i went to um i don't think it was my favorite but no. it was still it was still great i think it was just the fact that that's I, I guess you'd say there's a little more vinegar or whatever in that that kind of a barbecue but you're probably more into the saucy well, no, because I, I had the sauce in at our first place we went to, Honky Tonk, and that was that was like a vinegar kind of sauce. That and was excellent, that too. Was yeah, awesome shout sauce. out to Honky Tonk uh, Smokehouse, I believe it was called. Yeah, Honky Tonk Smokehouse. Uh, that, that really was a great lunch. Like, the, the ribs, they were so tender. It was literally like, um, you know, uh, you know, cutting through a melting birthday cake with a really sharp knife or something that's how tender it was it was just unbelievable and uh i can really say that was the highlight of the trip because the hockey just didn't go our way uh -huh. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll say that too and you know i got the pulled pork at all three places i kind of well it, with the exception of real q since it was like chopped pork already but i kind of went consistent over all across you know each one i pretty much got beans and potato salad with each meal um maybe we should post some of the picks we should because we haven't posted in a while, but we, we we could do that. Um, we also got a chance to go to Sheets as a unit, uh, as as the Hattrick City podcast for the first time, and I must say it probably it probably lived up to the hype for you because I was so glad to see it out there in Pennsylvania somewhere, 
uh, get myself a, a made-to-order pizza. It was pepperoni pizza and a, and a, and a Pepsi. Um, you know, it, these places are just incredible. Pat, what'd you think? Um, I, I also, I, I agree with you. It did live up to the hype. Um, you know, I also got one of those personal made to order pizzas, the pepperoni, um, ended up getting some mott sticks on the side. Cause I felt like, you know, those go hand in hand with each other. And I scarfed that thing down within like five minutes. It was, it was probably one of the tastiest gas station type meals I've ever had. Um, may or may not have door dashed that a few times over the course of being at the hotel. Cause we were close to one. But, um, and jo- um, you know, like Pat, you pulled your like typical DoorDash thing where you DoorDash so late at night that you're asleep by the time it comes. And I wake up uh, and I come out of the room and there's just like a bunch of weird junk food laying on the floor. I think you got like a shamrock shake. No, I, <laughs> that time it was I got a banana shake with like peanut butter in it. Um, I was I was kind of upset about that one because I was like, damn, I really fell asleep. And now the shake is just like banana peanut butter goo it's not even like a shake anymore um but i will say also on the last day you know we're we're heading out we we made a stop at sheets that was the first thing we did before we hit the highway i walked over they had a culver's never had culver's yeah how was that um it was pretty delicious i ended up getting a frozen custard or no i i didn't go on that i was i was more hungry for like food food i was like i'll save the custard for you know another time if i come back so i was like I ended up getting a butter burger with cheese, Ooh. some fries. Then I got cheese curds, a big thing of cheese curds. I split them with you. And then I think I think that was really it for what I got. But I, I scarfed that down pretty fast. I mean, I was hungry after that. I, had, I don't think I would eaten most of that day. I think it was, no, I had real Q. And then that was like the last thing I had. But that was like two hours before the game had yeah. started. So it was like, you know, I hadn't eaten since, you know, almost noon, one o'clock. So... It was brewing by the time we left at like 10-ish. And it was a really long ride back that I have to thank uh, Calvin Savoya and uh, Chris Lynch for making most pleasant. It was a pretty pleasant ride back, but it was long, and we really didn't eat much. I mean, we picked up some snacks kind of like then, uh, right after the game, but we kept it moving. Uh, You know, there there was a few stops we had to make uh, early on, but um, overall... Um, yeah, like, I think it's one of those places that, um, you know, I liked it there. I just don't know if I would probably make that road trip again to Carolina. Although, you know, again, it, 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 it's not, it wasn't as bad as I thought. You know, I just, I thought it could have been much worse. Uh, and we, again, we didn't ride on the bus this time. We rode, uh. We rode in a car. Yep. But I just think that um, we had this debate, like, it's it's southern enough there in Winston-Salem, but it's not quite like the deep south. So it really wasn't that bad a drive. I mean, you're in D.C. in three or four hours. Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, we were pretty much back home uh, pulling into uh, Danbury Arena after what was a pretty rough a couple of games down in Carolina, just just on the outcome level, uh, we really didn't have uh, what we needed to have, and uh, I think uh, you know we've got a pretty young team, and I think the veteran team like Carolina is playing at home 
Uh, the fans were really into it. They were good fans. And I want to report here. I don't know if there were, you know, we haven't, I haven't heard even one rumor of a problem between the Carolina fans and the Danbury fans. I haven't heard one. I haven't either. So, I mean, even, you know, being that I was recording uh, both of those games, so I was up from a perch kind of, so I was able to kind of see everything. Um, they were all seeming to get along fine. Not too many fans came up. It was a decent amount. I'd probably say about like 10 to 13-ish fans came from our group. Um, you know, shout out to those who came. They they kind of stood in their own little area, but at the same time, I saw them talk with other fans, and it was you know probably the most civil. It was definitely absolutely. Like, it was how it should be. It's not you know like Binghamton where they'll throw. Yeah. Shit I know at this you. series isn't over, but I'd like to tip my cap uh, just yeah. to everybody on the staff and the fan side down there. Uh, many welcoming people, many welcoming people, uh, an excellent. An excellent arena staff, not a good, not a good staff. Yeah, an excellent staff. Uh, what you know, as I've said before on this show, you know, you know who's been putting on hockey games for a very long time, and you know who, who who's running it right. And I can tell you that, you know, there, there wasn't a thing that we couldn't get from the Carolina uh, bench staff. The Equipment staff and the and and their people. Not that I know of. Uh, nothing we couldn't get. Uh, everything we needed uh, coming from bags of ice and and you know uh, big Gatorade cooler full of water to replenish our water bottles on the bench and tape and uh, they assigned uh, an equipment manager and a medic to the bench on Friday night. So at the end of the day. I just want to. It was a good experience. This is what it should be like in this league. This is what it could be like in this league. And again, this is what it's like at Danbury Arena for most people. Yeah. Uh, it's a loud environment. It's half the size. At this point, it's half the size of any real venue in the league, uh, except for the you know uh, practice rink that Delaware plays in. Used to play in. Yeah. They haven't announced anything, have they? No, that well, I mean, they said they're not going to renew the lease. That that's all they've announced. But it, we we've been told that there might be some new announcement, um, but we haven't heard anything. Yeah. But yeah, at Danbury Arena, it's going to feel like people are right on top of you. Yeah. You know, and that's just how it is. And I think that on a one-on-one -on -one level, I think everybody's pretty much very cordial. Another thing that I think is kind of funny is, too, it's like Binghamton fans have sat in 102 before. They sat last week. Last season, Tyler Pikarski, who played for Binghamton and then played some for Elmira this year before he retired, his brother, like, literally did it on purpose, and he was taking picks with the fans, and it was a joke. Uh, I, I, You know what? I, I really have to tip my cap to Carolina. It was a much more welcoming environment than Binghamton. Uh, I mean, I told one of the players to help me when I was working on the bench by just by getting me a soda. Mm. Security guard went and got it himself. He said, no, no, I'll take care of that. Nice. So, I, again, it's the little things, and it's the way people show respect. The, the Zamboni driver and the gentleman who runs the rink, Coach Paul, uh, the Zamboni driver, Zam man. I mean, at the end of the last game, at the end of the night, they, these guys came over and they they hugged me like a cousin. You know, wanted 
to ask me if I needed anything for the ride back. Uh, I know we're going on a little bit about this, but I just think it's I think it's important to talk about these good experiences when Facebook is being flooded by a bunch of sore losers. Um, You know, some dusty uh, losers from Broome County uh, (laughs) that they were lucky they avoided a sweep. But um, I just think that's the that's something that I think it's it's the responsibility of this show. We meet a lot of good, you know, I I, I can speak for myself. Pat can have his own. Uh, we meet a lot of people in this league. Yeah. Other fans, other fans comment to us, contact us, and I just I just think there was absolutely no comparison between what we experienced in Carolina and then just one night. And in, in, in bang it's unbelievable. Just goes to show you that that some people, you know, one one thing is I think the people in Carolina know because they've had hockey there for so long. Friend of the show, Doug Smith, we were able to walk around the arena and see Doug Smith's name on a banner that's painted in the in the hallways of the rink. Uh, they they've had hockey down there since the late eighties. Since this, yeah. I think the late maybe early eighties. I was gonna say like early early to mid eighties. Yeah, so so they know what goes into this. They know that every night people are doing it for the love of the game, for the love of their city, and I think that's you know it, I still want to pound the Thunderbirds Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes, of course. But uh, as far as any type of animosity. Those are good fans. Those are good people. And I hope, you know, and I think that at the outcome of this, this weekend's games, I, I, I think no matter what, well-run organization is going to win, no matter what. And I, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Um, you know, really, it was it was really nice to be in Carolina. And, you know, the, even the production staff that I worked with, you know, very welcoming and, you know, able to help us even, like, Calvin and Chris, they they've met our what is it? Carolina's broadcaster Brett before he's come up for Carolina's road game, so he's he's familiar with the environment and he knows and you know he he was able to help us with everything we needed to get our stream going and keep it as good as can be. Um, so shout out to them as well, you know, because obviously they they do a lot, you know, to keep that live stream going for the fans and you know what Brett does, he does that. He does a coaches show weekly. So, you know, shout out to those guys as well. But th- this final weekend, it it's going to be probably one of the most intense weekends of this season, if not the most intense weekend. Um, you know, down 2-0, we got to win out every single game possible. So, you know, Friday, it, it, it's going to be interesting. And I know a lot of people... A lot of people are going to be bringing the noise. You know, it's... and I think, um, you know, when you do a show like this, uh, again, week in and week out, Pat, you know, I feel like I dedicate a fair amount of time to the show. Pat yeah. dedicates even more time uh, to getting it up and getting it up and running and stuff like that. But, you know, it's uh, just being around these guys the last couple of months. You know, I, I see them as real competitive guys. And it's it's time now for them, you know, they're all they're all getting to be young men, and it's time to live their values. You know, th- these guys are competitive guys. They're hard workers. Uh, th- these guys come to the rink every day. They're at the rink every day. 
This isn't the the prima donna levels of sports where guys are making excuses about load management, and you know, you know, the travel stinks in this league, and the buses league wide are old and dirty. But to be honest, I never hear the guys complain too much. I mean, there's jokes, you know, there's yeah. joking, uh, but complaining about it, um, I just. I don't get that too much from these guys, and I and I think that that's what makes me um, want to do what I can and do what we can to let people know about these games and what's going on with this team. So, you know, uh, we as a team, we just I think I think everybody's poised right now. You know, I'm I'm in touch with people in Animal House, um, which is in the two hundreds. Uh, at Danbury Arena and uh, people from Section 102 and just people who come to the games and and everybody's dialed in you know everybody had and I and I and I appreciated that vibe down in Carolina but we can be louder yeah. we can be tougher we could make it hell for these guys on Friday night at Danbury Arena this is the championship every you know I told um, at the end of last season, I told Pat yourself and Josh Starr and Andreas, I told you guys that you guys were in the playoffs too. You guys were just as much in the playoffs as every member of the team, and the fans are in the playoffs now, and the fans are in the championship now. And this is our opportunity. This is it right here for Danbury. And I could tell you that I... I don't think there's any team in the world I'd give a chance of winning three straight games at home in their own building than the Danbury Hattricks. I just think it's that powerful. I think there's a group there's that, you know, there's that six skater in the stands that is just absolutely relentless. The Joe Treches, the Ron Rogels, Alexandra, Lee Rocco. Gigante. Uh Gigante, who's just been absolutely fantastic. And I want to put something else out on the podcast. Gigante might have been the most popular guy in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We're just walking around with his hat tricks jersey. He took about 10 pictures. I saw him kissing a baby. I mean, you know, I, that guy's a great ambassador. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, you don't come to this league to get the stale and, and quiet product that you get in an NHL preseason game or at an AHL game. It's just not what we're here for. And we talked to Billy McCreary about that later in the show. But um, the time is now. The time is now. Everybody that comes to Danbury Arena regularly is in the championship, and we have to pull out all the stops. I bought myself a bullhorn. Um, I, this young man, uh, I just uh, became familiar with him, Jeff Kozo. This guy is making you know, some absolutely bonkers equipment uh these noisemakers and these air horns that he's working on, they're, they're going to really be intimidating, I think, for anybody that comes in. You know, I just don't believe that in an arena like ours that these guys don't hear every sound and everything we're saying and it doesn't get this. It does. And that's the type of grit, tenacity, and determination the fans need to bring tomorrow night. We, we need to make it impossible for a visiting team to play at Danbury Arena. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I send that exact sentiment to all the fans. Just whatever thing you can do 
to make a lot of noise. We have people with gongs. We got Gigante with this snare. Joe Trench with literally just yelling his head off. I mean, he's all natural. He's he's the nature boy. Literally. So, and you know, we got people now. He literally with, is the nature boy. People with air horns now and these bull horns, like we mentioned before. It's going to be a loud environment. So, please come down and add to that loud environment. Make it one of the best scenarios and atmospheres we have seen in this building this year um you know i'm excited for it It, it's it's going to be probably the biggest weekend of the year literally of of the year in this in this city this is the biggest weekend for hockey in danbury since the last mustache classic yeah there you go but uh (laughs) I, i i really think that um you know just being around these guys and and um just getting the chance to work on the on the bench a little bit has been um it's been something really great for me because uh I don't know if I'm a control freak but I'm probably something like it. I just love having an impact yeah on things that I'm passionate about. So to, to work with these I think that we have uh an organization that's still growing. I think we have an organization where there's a lot of passionate people and and this this is really the weekend to pull out all the stops. If you care about this team, get down there. If you have a buddy that likes to go sometimes, buy him a ticket. Uh, if, if you, um, you know, if you're the type of person who's made that one game this season, but just has, has been following the show, following the team on YouTube, hasn't been able to make it back, get to the game Friday night. Get down there. Um, we need everybody. You know, one thing I could tell you is, and I'm dead serious about this, we could have just as many people in our arena for these for this set of games coming up than Carolina had in theirs. And it's supposedly a bigger building. I mean, it might be. They can't fill it. They didn't fill it. They didn't fill it for two games in the championship. Big holes in the crowd. Big holes in the seating. You know, they're, they're, this is the time right now for Danbury. If you like hockey, if your friends like hockey, get them to the game. We need people down there. Yeah, and with that being said, stay tuned for an amazing interview we had with Billy McCreary. Hey, this is Xavier Abdallah, number six for the Danbury Hattricks and Vermilion County Bobcats Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Hattrick City on WXCI. Go Rabbits, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Kick, as always, joined by DJ Uncle Matt here in the studio. Today we got the fantabulous head coach, Billy McCurry, in the studio <laughs> with us. Billy, how we doing? I am fantabulous, thank you. There we go. Fantabulous is the way to be. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, last weekend, uh, things didn't really go the way most people would think. Um, it would have went... Uh, tell us kind of what you saw in those two games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, let everybody know it wasn't possible for us to win the cup down in Carolina. So it didn't really matter what happened there. It just, you know, it's all about, uh, tomorrow night here in Danbury. And, um, you know, we were just talking about with Maddie a little bit and just seemed to really not be able to, to kind of find that extra gear to, to, to let us take over the game. And, you know, we were in games and we were in moments. Um, you know, both games are up one nothing, uh, but we just didn't have the, the that extra spark. Um, you know, to find that second one, and, and if you can go up two on the road, it's a different game. And you know, we kind of allowed them to hang around and, and work their magic. And kudos to them; they're a good hockey team. They're well coached, and it's a hard barn to play in. So if you don't take advantage of those opportunities, 
you know, you're going to let them hang around. You're going to let them do what they do. So, you know, it's kind of, uh, in, in my short opinion, that's kind of what happened to us last weekend. I think that um, for one of the first times in a while, we kind of saw the refs let the, let the guys play a little bit. Did you think that that was the case? Yeah, I did. I, you know, I was, I was uh, pleasantly surprised, you know, with the officiating. It's, um, it's been a bit all over the place this year, and and you know, even in the start of the playoffs, they they weren't really letting us play, and um, you know, for us to be able to go out and battle for our ice, and and you know, drive the net, and let the boys play between the whistles, you know, there there wasn't really much going on after the whistles. It was clean, hard playoff hockey, and. I thought they did a great job of, of letting the flow of the game be exactly that. You had um, basically a full week of practice here since since those games, and the team did get back uh, just about 7.30 Sunday morning, which is when Pat and myself, uh, Chris Lynch and Calvin, pulled in. Um, what's this week been like with this group of guys that, you know, it, the, there's a competitive group in there, so I kind of kind of – think the, the listeners are interested in how they reacted to last week oh i mean it's been fantastic at, at the end of the day there's there's two teams left uh you know with a week to go in the season and, and we're one of those teams and i think if you asked anybody in the locker room you know myself included if if you had an opportunity to win the championship but you had to win a game in danbury on friday night against whoever a game in danbury on saturday night against whoever and then you had to win one more on Sunday to, to win it all I mean everybody in that locker room has taken that opportunity and I think that same sentiment occurred to me today it was like listen um, we may be down to nothing uh, but the truth is we're coming home we've only lost four games at home all season I think yeah two in regulation yeah. two in uh, overtime I it's a tough place to play and uh, it was really impossible. I mean, the, the Binghamton fans, are I never saw uh, such an offended group of people by noise. Uh, literally just sounds and, 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 and horns blasting. And I think that the, uh, the Carolina fans are going to have to expect the same thing. And the players will too. But um, can you talk, talk just a little bit about, like you said, it's the only two teams left. And just from a league perspective, kind of a more bro broader view of stuff that we're talking about, like... I mean, the atmosphere was great down there, you know, whether you're on that side or not. I mean, we're going to have a great atmosphere Friday night. But what did you think about, like, what can you say about the atmosphere in this league at this point? You know, I, first of all, to have uh, Danbury and, and Carolina as, as the last two teams, I, I think it's tremendous. You know, the, the league has grown so much, and, you know, you, you've got – You've got organizations and buildings like, you know, Binghamton and, and Columbus and, you know, Mississippi and, and Elmira and, you know, all these, these huge venues and, and big markets, um, you know, whether currently or, or historically, um, you know, and, and if you look at the two teams that are, that are still going at it right now, you know, in my opinion, they're small market teams, you know, Carolina's got, I think, 3500 there you know it's a good size building but it's it's not five it's not six seven eight mm -hmm. nine and you know Danbury it's it's two twenty five hundred you know standing room only so in my opinion it's two small market teams that are really doing a great job of putting a competitive product on the ice and and that's tough to do when you've got uh you know buildings that you're competing against and organizations that you're competing against that, that have the buildings and the markets that they do so you know I think it's great that those smaller market teams are having success and 
Uh, you know, I think it's great that the league is growing into bigger buildings and bigger markets, and, you know, it's it's really exciting to be a part of it right now. There was a point when we were in uh, the locker room together um, last weekend, and you, you seemed satisfied at times. I mean, there was, there was times where our team was really competing in there. What do you think it's going to kind of take – um, is it is it the arena that might be the miss, missing equation here? Is it everybody that needs to come out and be loud? Or what do you think it might take to kind of just be the aggressor next time completely? I mean, I don't think it's going to take anything. I think it's just another chapter in our story. Um, you know, we've put together such a remarkable season here, and you look at all the runs that we've gone on, and how many times have we won three games in a row this year? Yeah. You know, uh, I say to the guys all the time, I'm not a math guy, but I would have to say it's probably around 15 <laughs> times. I would be surprised if you didn't look that up. I'd be surprised if you didn't look that up. That sounds like a text to Chris Lynch. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully he'll come through here. Um, you know, but I, I just think we, um, you know, we got to break it down here and, and, you know, we're excited to be where we are. And, you know, again, we talked about it before, the last two teams here at the at the table and, you know, we're coming back into our house on Friday night where we're extremely comfortable. And, you know, again, you talk about the moments that, that we've had this year. We were down, what, three three goals or four goals in Elmira on the road uh, with like five minutes to go. And, you know, you come back and, and you win the game. You know, we've we've had so many remarkable moments. And to me, you know, we're, we're down 0-2, but I don't believe we're down 0-2. I believe we're we're, we're, we have an opportunity to come here and, and win one game on Friday night, win one game on Saturday night. And how many times have we done that in the last four years since we've been here, you know, especially this year? So if we can just take care of those two nights, you give yourself an opportunity on Sunday. You know the building's going to be rocking. You know the boys are going to be fired up. And this is, this is our team. This is our family. This is our year. I, I really wanted to, because we've talked about kind of stuff like this on the side, but I really wanted to ask you on the show about this. You know, uh, it just seems like after the last round in the playoffs uh, against Binghamton, it just seems like there there was a lot of chatter about these air horns and cowbells and stuff like that. And I was really glad that when we went to Carolina, their fans had plenty of that stuff. Uh, I thought it was great. Well, what do you think about all this? I mean, listen, the, one guy made a point online, which th- there's probably not, probably indisputable, which is that none of these types of noise instruments gadgets would would be allowed in an nhl arena but what do you think about that element of it here at this level you know i mean listen i i love the nhl game and i'm I'm certainly not trying to discredit that by by any means but you know a lot of markets you go to an nhl game it's it's like having having a corporate business meeting you know you're not watching a hockey game it's it's a completely different field. It's a bunch of suits in the stands, and you know you come to a minor league hockey game, and and you know that's not the feel. That's that's not the culture. That's not the environment. And you know it's it's rowdy. It's ruckus. You know it's kind of in your face because it's smaller buildings, and you know the fans are right on top of the players. The players are right on top of the fans. And I mean we're we're certainly not strangers here in Danbury to to the fan or excuse me to the to the players that turn their attention to the fans and. You know whether it's uh, verbally or physically, it, you know it's it's a tough environment, and you know in my opinion that's the difference between minor league hockey and you know the NHL and the American League. Do you want to just talk a little bit about uh, what you guys have done in practice this week and like on a day-to-day basis, or what's been going on there? 
Yeah, nothing different really. We just kind of been uh, focusing on us and you know making a, a few minor adjustments here that we think are going to give us some success. But um, you know, just business as, as usual. Another another week. It was another Monday. It was another Tuesday. Another Wednesday. Here we are on another Thursday and tomorrow's game day. So, you know, we've been doing this a long time, and and these guys are pros, and you know they're certainly excited to get after it tomorrow. And you know, I want to ask. There was. I believe two times in the past two games where we were on a five on three and didn't get to capitalize. Was there anything like that that we worked on in practice this week? Yeah, I mean, we've been slowly working on it all year. And I, I think if you look at our power play, um, you know, all season long, it's, it's slowly gotten better. And, you know, you're exactly right. We didn't, we didn't pot one in those two five on threes. They were, you know, the first one is a bit of an abbreviated five on three. Um, the second one, we had a, a real great look, um, you know, grade A chance that, that just didn't fall. And, you know, that kind of gets back to what I was saying earlier where things just didn't seem to go our way. You know, shafts got in the way, goalies knobs got in the way, feet got in the way, and it just didn't happen for us. And, you know, so we, uh, we just kind of kept going here this week at practice and keep the energy up, keep the family, you know, intact and uh, see what happens here Friday night. They got a few empty netters there and stuff, but um, sometimes I feel like hockey can be a lot about who's getting more shots. It's not always the case. Um, like, how did you feel about that? Like, were there were there times where we just weren't able to get inside to get the shots, or were we missing? Or were we missing from the perimeter? No, I. You know, again, I. You talk about a couple of the tweaks that we're make that we're that we've made, and you know things that we focused on, and, and faceoffs are certainly one of them. I thought we we lost that battle, you know, a lot last weekend down in Carolina, and, and that has to be a focus for us here. Um, you know, at home, we 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 are a team that likes to compete. We like to be physical, and and that starts, you know, from the drop of the puck, and uh, we have to be ready for that. You know, all five guys, six guys, if it if it takes it. Um, and I think that's something that we weren't really sharp on last week. And, you know, we've kind of focused on it here this week and, you know, expect a little bit better of a performance there. The, the last thing I want to ask you is, you know, it's, it would just occur to me and, you know, it, it, you might say something different, but I think we were a touch slow at times and, and we we're, we're, we're a big hit. Um, we're a big hit away from making an impact on the game. Is that stuff you addressed this week? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we'll make a couple uh, lineup changes that, that we'll – you know, make sure or ensure that we're going to have some guys in there that, that give us that spark that are able to get on the four check and, you know, maybe give us that big hit when we need it and get the crowd going. Um, you know, it's playoff hockey, so we certainly have to be disciplined. But, you know, he, they came hard down in their building and, you know, Ojik took a pretty good hit there and got his feet taken out and, you know, out for the rest of the game and, and we got to battle through it. So, you know, no suspensions given out, no penalties on the play and, you know, it's playoff hockey, so we're going to make sure that that same atmosphere is is uh, you know what Carolina is going to see on Friday night. Yeah, absolutely, and I um, it'll definitely be interesting for me to see if the same if Carolina plays the same way uh, on the road as they did at home. So, uh, Billy, yeah, really looking forward to the game tomorrow night. You know, me and Pat are uh, really as as invested as anybody, and. Uh, we definitely lapsed some miles this last week to, to to be around the team. So, you know, we're all in and uh, looking forward to being at the rink. Like I told you last last week, I, I'm ready to play. So, uh, you guys have been uh, you guys have been great, pleasure to have, and 
you know, it's, it's, we talk about family here all the time and, you know, it's not just the guys in the room, it's, it's the extension of our family. And, you know, that's certainly into you guys, into the front office. And, you know, that's what we are here. And again, that's kind of the reason I love these small market teams. You don't really get that feel in those larger market teams, but you know, that's why we are where we are and we are who we are. So appreciate yeah. you guys. Of course. And then just one last thing. What do you want to tell the fans going into this weekend? Yeah, it's important. Let's fill the fucking building. There we go. Hey, this is Tyler Nose with the 2013 Commissioner Cup champion and current head coach of the Danbury Junior Hattricks of the NA3HL, and you're listening to Hattrick City on WXCI. Ladies and gentlemen, just like that, that will conclude the 26th edition of Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Cake, and just like Billy said please come on down pack the barn it's going to be a great night it's going to be a very loud night it's it's going to be an amazing weekend um really hyped for this team and i know that we'll be able to get things done and it's going to be quite the interesting weekend as long as everything goes our way which i believe it will and with that being said thank you again for listening and we hope to see you at the rink this weekend specifically tomorrow night at the Danbury Ice Arena. Thank you so much. And this has been Hattrick City, episode 26.